In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We come today to worship the Lord God in spirit and in truth, and to meditate briefly on the life of St. John the Baptist and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. We celebrate, it's rare that we have the birthday of John the Baptist on a Sunday, June 24th, doesn't fall on a Sunday that often. And we honor only three birthdays in the Christian calendar. The Lord Jesus Christ, we call it Christmas, the Virgin Mary on September 8th, and the birthday of John the Baptist on June the 24th. Placed, as you might have guessed, six months before Christmas Eve. It lands always very near to the summer solstice. The days in this part of the world get shorter from now on. Assigned to us, it is John the Baptist is the last prophet of the old law. So as it were, the days of the old law get shorter until the birth of the Christ and the days get longer. So we have these sort of cosmic identities that move us to dwell on what John the Baptist's connection might be. Now in the context of his birth, we have his father, who it says, his tongue was loosened. If you understand and recall the conception of John the Baptist, John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, is a priest of the old temple in Jerusalem. It is when he is ministering and offering sacrifice in the temple that the angel Gabriel appears to him and says, you and your wife, both of whom were very aged, will have a son. Zechariah does not believe and is struck dumb because of this. Only at the fulfillment of this prophecy can he now speak. These revelations cause the faithful, they're like, you know, it's not an uncommon thing. He spoke blessing God, and then everyone got very afraid, right? Uh, probably a similar thing would happen to you if you did so at lunch this afternoon, right? He stood up at the table and spoke blessing God. Everyone around you would be like, oh man, here we go. Right. See, the power of God that intersects in this particular life is an icon for us. The life of John the Baptist is centered around the worship of the temple. But he understands in knowing the Word of God, in comprehending his own particular vocation, which obviously has a unique place in the context of history. He understands that his job now is to point people from their orientation around the temple worship, that passing shadow, to the true worship of the divine God and the call to holiness. It says the child grew and became strong until he was in the desert and was manifested. We know John the, ba John the Baptist preaches the, the repentance of Israel. Come and be baptized. But he also says there is one coming mightier than I. And this becomes an icon for the Christian life. Your life in particular. Now I am a Christian priest. People expect me to be at the altar of God. They expect me to be in the confessional. When I say, when we call, I need to go and do, you know, hear last confessions and do anointings, I'll preach meditations out at Camp Gray, have people's weddings and funerals, and so forth. People expect that of a Christian priest. They have, you know, they expect me when 
that they go over to the office that I'm there. They also expect that if they need me somewhere else, I'm there. I'm working on bilocating so I can make everyone happy. We'll get there eventually. All right, I really need to try locate so someone can answer my emails all day long while I'm doing these other things. Anyway, my point in trying to connect it is not to excuse myself of any duty, but to be mindful that the life of Jesus Christ is driven towards the temple in Jerusalem. You read the life of Christ, he starts from outside towards the temple in Jerusalem. And he has a pathway for that because John the Baptist has come from the temple out into the wilderness and made that cry and appeal for repentance and mercy. See, that call to have people acknowledge the call to repentance is not a call to feel bad about yourself. That's the power of knowing the grace and the heart of Jesus Christ. Talk to people who say, you know, oh, I have Catholic guilt, or I had to give up my Catholic guilt. Look, if you ever had Catholic guilt, it means you did not have Catholic faith. Because if you have Catholic faith, there is no such thing as guilt. There is repentance, and there is mercy. Now, we might analogically say you are guilty of doing X, Y, or Z. What words you use are your business, not mine. That's what. What does every person who encounters Jesus Christ say? Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Son of David, have pity on me. What does John the Baptist say? I'm not worthy to untie the strap of his sandal. Not in a groveling fear or guilt, but in this call to enter deeply into the heart of God. And simply to remind that you all are the ones who are in the wilderness. Now, your wilderness is nicer than John the Baptist. He did not have running water or a toilet. You do. Use it. Please. Showers are good. Okay. He was out there wearing dead animal skins and, and eating grasshoppers. And not the kind of grasshoppers you can get on the Del Bar on a Saturday night. All right? The real ones. And people came out to him. See, this is a sign for us when we, through our prayer, our worship and adoration, fall deeply in love with the heart of Christ and study His Word and sing to Him. The logical, dare I say, necessary outcrabbing is that driving into the wilderness where I live. And then all of your intelligence and beauty and cleverness and weirdness and oddity and strangeness will intersect with all that world. And all the people who are beautiful and interesting and weird just like you, you'll have great easy contact with. All the ones who are beautiful and different and weird in a different way from you, okay, it will be a little harder. But for every person we can say, because I orient myself around the heart of Christ in the Mass and in worship and in prayer, I am innately driven. I confess that surely the hand of the Lord is with me. And therefore I am driven in that beautiful way into the wilderness of the world to show undying charity, limitless patience, 
wondrous generosity. Sometimes freaking them out a little bit because I preach the Word of God. All times trying to attract them with my charity so that they can have that moment to, for me to say, or you to say, come, repent. Here's one greater than I, Jesus Christ. In him is all glory and mercy and peace and wonder, the meaning of life and death, of time and eternity in that heart. We are confident to do it because in God's grace, surely the hand of the Lord is with us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.